Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What's going on, man? Uh, perfect. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what happened that first time. It was fucking like I heard my voice echo and then it just like went dead. I, uh, what I really appreciate was the fact that I just got a notification from Anchor that said that it was done processing. So I can't wait to hear that little audio snippet. Whatever. Oh, it's probably going to be our best one yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So do you want to go ahead and start it out since you've got the, uh, what you yeah, yeah. To talk to me about? Yeah, so uh, welcome, guys and gals and whoever the hell's listening to this fucking podcast. This is another episode of the Cleaning Out My Closet podcast. Yours truly, the everyone's favorite Mexican. We got our least favorite Puerto Rican Jew. Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, last episode we did, but we we're kind of getting short on time. Oh, we we, so I was like, gotta, we gotta remember to um remind everybody that we're still recording separately. So yes. the audio quality is gonna be problematic since you know, like we've said it every episode since the pandemic has happened, we're not in the studio recording together and we have to do it through a third party app. So sometimes the audio might cut out, sometimes it might dip in quality in terms of like sound. So just bear with us. But go ahead, Julian. Yeah, so um, like he was saying, um, with that third-party app, we are limited to about an hour or 15, I think is what we figured out. So stop working uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So basically, at that point, um, I had something to tell you, but we didn't really have enough time to discuss it fully, I didn't think, so I was like, we'll just do it for this podcast. Right. And um, So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. You were a fan of like wrestling when you were a kid, right? Oh, I was a huge. When I was a kid, I was a huge fucking fan. I right, I, I think fan. most kids like I think think like especially like our age, they definitely were into it. I mean, some people stayed into it until you know they're our age now. They're still into it. That's uh, yeah. That's I get. People, I'm not like I get people who stayed like uh on top of it i i do think it's weird when there are people who are our age and are like fanboys like it, like anyone that's our age and they're just as into it as they were when they were like eight years old that's where it's weird to me <laughs> like I, See for- I definitely know a couple of people that are like super like heavy into that shit like still to this day and although they're great people it's definitely one of the weirder things about them. <laughs> I mean, apparently they're not alone though, because there is a huge, huge, huge following. And I didn't, I mean, I always knew that there's a big following with, you know, pro wrestling and shit. Right. But I didn't realize how big there was of, you know, their fan base until just recently when one of, you know, you and R's favorite comedian, <laughs> Tom Segura, <laughs> yeah. decided to um, do uh, say some stuff. Um, about wrestling fans. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that episode of the podcast. Yeah, they were... Talking, okay, you did. Awesome. Yeah, they were talking shit on, like, wrestling fans. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were talking about, you know, like, the same thing I was saying, where it's, like, you know, grown men who are, like, it's 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 a real sport, and they're amazing, and look at these fans, right. athletes. It was like that that YouTube video from like a couple of years ago that went viral. Like, well, it's probably been like a decade now, but what the Britney one? No, no, no. It was like <laughs> it was like a guy at like a semi professional wrestling uh, 
thing, like a showcase or some shit. And he started crying like they <laughs> like he was like a fan in the crowd. And like the the announcer came over to him and and they let him talk. And he was just like, I want to thank all of you men for giving your bodies to this sport. <laughs> and he's like fucking weeping. <laughs> and it was just so fucking weird. It was so weird to see like a grown man. I think I was in like high school or middle school at the time. And it just like went fucking. It blew up on YouTube. That's funny. I never saw that video. I mean, to me though, honestly, it's not only just like wrestling. I think any like sports. Like, if there's a grown ass man that like worships like, a, you know, someone right. at that, it's just it's just a little weird. I like, think, don't get me wrong. I I'm think, a huge sports fan. Yeah, but yeah. I don't like worship like. You know what I mean? But I think it's different with wrestling, though, because we all know it's fake. <laughs> so it's like, wait, wait, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine you imagine somebody got super hyped for like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like they were like, I like I can't believe that this year they had Pikachu flying above us. Like they just start fucking losing their shit for like the door of the Explorer fucking floats and shit. And then, like, you tell them, you're like, you know, that shit's all fake, right? Don't you say that. Don't you dare fucking say that. And then they'll, like, like, wrestling fans will try and fight you because they, they have their terminology for shit. Like, it's like, it's not fake. It's it's scripted. It's it's this. It's rehearsed. It's, yeah, all of those things mean it's fake. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's definitely, it's a show. I mean, it's if, definitely a if show. If you had a reality show and they were like, and then it come out and then it came out that it was scripted. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, it's scripted. It's still real. Like you're like, no, it's 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 fake. Like the word it means fake. That that that's it's what fake, that means. Yeah. All the words that they use to like make it <laughs> to try and defend it are just like other words that mean fake. No, and I I could put, I'm on the same page as you on that. But the only thing that I do agree with, like some of the you know wrestling fans, is you know they the people that like the actual professional wrestlers and shit they do like you know work out they oh, do a bunch of yeah. shit i mean they're totally so, fucking they're, like they're, they're, yeah they're fucking in good shape they're busting their ass doing that yeah, shit the men and so, i mean women, yeah, they're not just crazy <laughs> well but then i think it, it also goes to show you like there's there's a difference between what they do and what other athletes do like you take the cm punk uh situation when when he when fucking the professional wrestler cm punk decided to leave wrestling uh, a fake let's let's be honest it's a fake sport it's a fake sport it's an act it's a show they're putting on a show like you're gonna tell me santa claus isn't real next yeah yeah wait a minute so the undertaker isn't really an undertaker <laughs> hey you, you take well, those words out of your mouth right now sir but like when that fucking guy stepped into like the octagon to try mixed martial arts like a real fucking sport he got lit up like over and over and over and over again i mean the man is just seriously untalented and they've covered this extensively on the joe rogan experience so i don't even want to talk about it but well i mean and also you gotta think too though i mean if you are like a professional wrestler and the wwe or whatever the fuck it is the way you're training is way different than an actual mma fighter because the mma fighters are training to beat the fuck out of their opponent Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a way different thing the other wrestlers i'm sure they have some type of you know a little bit training and some type of you know martial arts or some type of wrestling or whatever it's really but it's not to that extent you're you're training to the extent of like we want to make sure this looks good but not hurt each other 
Right. Like you're basically going against the, like your instincts of like what you've been doing for however many years you've been doing it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Didn't, didn't fucking Michael Jordan try to like play baseball? Like he left the NBA to try and play baseball at a certain point. Yeah. And didn't he fucking suck at that? Mm. It wasn't that he sucked. He was just better at basketball. Yeah. Well, cause like you can be like, uh, the greatest basketball player of all time, or you could be like an okay professional baseball player. Which would you rather be? You know, right? Yeah, he definitely would not have been Michael Jordan if he was in baseball. Well, I mean, it's hard to say, but from the you know the time he did play baseball, he wouldn't have been as big as he was. Yeah, if he you know was playing basketball. I mean, but like to to both of those to in the same vein of those things, you know, just having the courage to like step outside of your comfort zone and like go into one of those kinds of things that you really either have nothing like no real knowledge about or very minimal compared to the other people in there that's Mm -hmm. really impressive like although cm punk proved that he is really just untalented and doesn't have what it takes he's neither skilled nor talented and i enough to really hack it in the ufc i gotta give it to him that he had the determination and the bravery to actually like give up on his career, go for something entirely different that also like put his body and physical health in jeopardy to do when he could have just stayed in the doing professional wrestling, not having to risk his like getting himself actually hurt and like, you know, probably made pretty good money or whatever. But yeah, cause I mean, the I was crazy. Like, cause I was looking into it a little bit more after this whole debacle went down with this with Segura and the wrestling fans. And dude, some of these wrestlers, they make some fucking bank. Oh yeah, they're fucking killing it. Wait, so 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 what what happened? Are like wrestling fans coming after him or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, dude, they're tweeting at him. There's like videos <laughs> and shit. Like it's funny are- <laughs> I, I follow him on Twitter, but like I I uh, I haven't really been like on Twitter that much this past week or anything like that, so I I haven't seen anything. But that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, the only thing I saw, I think he pretty, I think he only did really one tweet about it, where he pretty much was just saying, um, if you don't, he's like, I like wrestling, you know. If you don't understand, it's a fucking joke. You're you're like basically, <laughs> you know, you're a fucking retard. <laughs> you're Cajun, yeah, you're Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, that's I, I. I can't wait till his next special where he's got a joke about wrestlers. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. Oh, dude, that's gonna be awesome. But that kind of brings me into uh, what we've been trying to do for a while now, as far as a podcast episode. Oh man, we've been trying to do this episode for the <laughs> longest time, dude. The longest due to different, you know, scheduling. The fact that we've mentioned, you know, several times already that we're not able to actually physically be in the studio together. We got to kind of work scheduling out. The audio quality isn't always the best. And this is one we kind of wanted Ginger Sean, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, because <laughs> they probably don't. It's uh, the third guy of our podcast that shows up when, when he wants. I thought this was just a two man thing. What do you mean? I, I mean, I'm, I don't really count him as a man, but. He's there sometimes. Yeah, it's we're gonna like uh we've got like a it's like a gang initiation thing. We either have to beat him in or fuck him in. Can we do both? Yeah, I think he's requested both actually. If I look if I look back at the forms. I mean you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Anyways though, 
Um, but I will say we wanted to uh, do this with all three of us, but due to the fact of it just didn't happen, we decided to say, fuck it, let's do it now. We, uh, me and Brown, Sean, because uh, it's something that's um, more, you know, pertains to the, the fact when people were more quarantined. Yeah, so... <laughs> people are yeah, kind of leaving. <laughs> we've been trying to do this for a while, so much so that actually doing the episode might have uh it it might have become sort of obsolete at this point because now that the quarantine seems to be lifting or at the very least a lot of the restrictions seem to be lifting in a lot of states and it's looking like quarantine might be ending soon it kind of backfired on us because what we wanted to do this episode was to do a recommendation episode for shows and movies that we wanted to recommend to each other to watch during quarantine and also for you guys, the audience, to watch as well. And so that's what this episode's basically going to be about. It may be long, it may be short. It's not going to be a lot of recommendations. I think in total we probably have like five or six altogether since just the two of us or something along those lines, you know? But um... yeah, with that being said, I mean, we kind of wanted to do like not typical tv shows that everyone's watching yeah these, these definitely aren't the like the a-list shows uh we kind of wanted to go more for the like a little bit of like an underdog feel like some shows and movies that either you you most likely haven't seen or we feel like maybe should deserve a little bit more recognition so whereas we could have just recommended our favorite movies and shows we decided to recommend movies and shows that aren't necessarily our favorites but we think have a lot of merit that would go a long way for you guys to watch that most likely you haven't seen you know so with that being said julian do you want to go first yeah yeah i can go first um i'm just gonna go do you just want to start with uh, comedies okay comedies yeah yeah go ahead man um and so before i start i'll, I'll just kind of break it down too um we didn't want to flood you guys with a bunch of just random or just a bunch of movies and tv shows so we kind of just broke it down to three just basic categories which is going to be comedies drama and other um and we'll have one movie and one tv show for each one of those categories so uh let's see get my list pulled up real quick sorry all right so yeah for comedies i'm gonna start with the tv show um it's gonna be the league <laughs> I, I had to go with the league. I should have known you were gonna you were gonna do that. Okay. Well, it's a good thing that we both fucking know that one. So if you want to go ahead and uh, give it a little explanation to the audience as to what the league kind of is. So I mean, I'm sure it's kind of it's got a good following, but I feel like it's more of a kind of like a not a cult following, but a. It's got a specific the, audience. Exactly. Um, and the humor in it is just great. You got everyone that's on the show pretty much is either some type of stand-up comedian or does something, you know, on, on those lines. Mm-hmm. So every episode is just the craziest things that could happen. And it's based around, loosely based around, you know, all these friends that are in this, you know, fantasy football league together and the shitty things that they do to each other. And it just... dude non-stop shitty like they're the most terrible people it's definitely just all in the pursuit of 
you know, beating each other. I feel like it's a great show for you and your friends to watch, you know, at the same time. Like, you don't necessarily have to watch it together. But I think you and a group of your friends, like, it's an amazing show to watch together because it really illustrates, like, the the kind of competitive nature and, like, sort of, what is it, roasting culture? Like, where you just... Oh, no, for sure. Over your friend, Like, that's the way you, like, you actually love your friends is, like, you just completely fuck them over, roast Oh, and shit on them as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. You just do the worst things to each other, and that somehow makes your relationship even stronger. So, yeah. And the thing I really like about it, too, is the fact, like I said, it's based, you know, about, you know, a bunch of... a group of friends that play fantasy football, but you don't even necessarily have to be like know anything about football, to, you know. Find it funny, yeah. Which I is the really good thing. I don't know thing. shit about football, honestly. I don't know fucking anything about it, and I was like, had no problems comprehending like what was going on in the show. Like even some, obviously you know, because sometimes they'll uh, they'll have like actual NFL players like show up in the show, which right. is always great. It's always funny to see uh, professional athletes try to act too. Like they're all fucking <laughs> terrible at it. <laughs> they're all. I, I will give it though. JJ Watt was hilarious. Oh yeah, he 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 was pretty good. I would say out of like professional athletes that I've seen act, I I I the only one I can think of that's ever done a good job in my mind is like LeBron James. What like, is he acted in? You ever saw that shitty movie Trainwreck? <laughs> nah. He was actually pretty good in that. <laughs> was he? <laughs> Movie's kind of trash, but like the it's not like irredeemably bad. It's just kind of generic, I guess. But um oh, okay. He's actually pretty funny. It's like a round like romantic comedy with like Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember um I remember seeing like the fucking trailers and shit for when it came out cuz it's a couple years old now. Yeah, but anyways, you uh you want to go on to your movie? Yeah, yeah. So for my movie on comedies, I picked. Then uh, this is going to be another one that I know you love as well, but the other guys. <laughs> I, f- I feel like that one's so underrated as a comedy movie. It's so fucking quotable. Really, you feel like it's underrated? I do. Like everyone's seen that movie. Really? Yeah. Every like, I guess I'm just hanging around the wrong people because anytime I bring up or quote anything from that movie, like what the f-? like they just look at me like what the fuck? I'm like you've never seen the other guys? Like other, what do you mean? Like the fucking movie? Like yeah, nah. Yeah. yeah so maybe we, just me. <laughs> like the 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 part where they they're sending messages back and forth. Will Ferrell and um his wife in the movie. Oh, yeah. They're using the grandmother to 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 send the messages back and forth because he's like in hiding from the police because he's like wanted or whatever. Uh, and they start like having they, like they start having her exchange like their sexual conversations. <laughs> So she's having to go between each other and like explain how how hard her fucking granddaughter is gonna suck Will Ferrell's cock and shit, and like how hard he's gonna fuck her back. Like it's just the most ridiculous fucking movie ever. Yeah, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Yeah, it's insane. I thought that yeah, that movie is fucking great. That's a that's a spectacular movie. That's one of those comedies in the last like uh, I don't know like ten years that's really worth watching it over and over and over again. Like. It never gets old. It's one of those. Great yeah, no, it's definitely one of those comedies that, you, like you said, you can just put on no matter what and watch it and still get the same, like, genuine laughs that you had the first time you watched it. As much as I like that movie, and actually, I would say I love it, but, like, if I was going to pick a, like, a buddy cop comedy movie, my 
and this isn't this isn't I'm not doing my list yet, but what I would just say for me, I would pick um hot fuzz. That is oh that is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's it's done by one of my favorite directors, Scott, you know, Simon Pegg and him as the writers. So it's one of it's so fucking good. Every aspect of it. The writing is so fucking clever. The acting is incredible. The editing, the directing, like the whole fucking thing. It's just so that's quotable as fuck to me, dude. I feel like I quote that on like a daily on a daily basis almost. No, I I really like that one. I like pretty much all the movies that they've done. Uh fucking Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. what was that other one? I, I, they, yeah, they, they've done really good ones. I had that on my list at first, but then when I realized that we wanted to do something more instead of just recommending our all time favorites, we wanted to recommend like stuff that not like necessarily everyone has seen. I took it off my list because I was like, no, everyone has seen this fucking movie. If you haven't seen it, you're fucking greatly missing out. That's incredibly sad if you haven't seen that movie. Definitely go check that out. But since you're done with yours, I'll move on to my comedy list. So for for the TV show, I've got Nathan for you. Okay. Ever heard of it? I think I've watched a few episodes with my brother um, when he was down here like a year ago. I honestly think it's one of the funniest shows ever made. It's so fucking clever. Like there's there's absolutely nothing i think when i just think of raw cringy hilarious comedy there's nothing better than this like it's basically it surrounds the idea of this guy uh who works as a business consultant and he's obviously a comedian and the whole show is is fake but the businesses he's consulting are real (laughs) <laughs> and the businesses don't know that the show is fake. They have absolutely no idea. And you wa- you you'll think like, oh, that's not true. Watch the show. I'm telling you, they're not actors at all. They have no idea. And this guy comes up with the most ridiculous ideas. In the first episode, he gets contacted by a yogurt shop that's trying to grow its business. And his idea is that they need uh interesting flavors that other yogurt shops. Oh, oh my god, I'm, that's the episode I watched. And then, yeah, it's the first one. And then they go and he, he, he decides, well, what's an interesting flavor that they don't have? Poop. So <laughs> there's a company somewhere. I don't fucking know where, but they actually develop flavors of anything. If you send them a description for something, they'll develop a flavor for it. So there's actually a formula for the taste of shit, of, of fucking shit. And they have the formula and they made it. And they actually developed frozen yogurt that tastes like fucking shit. And then they started and looks like shit. (laughs) They they started selling it, and the look on the customers' faces as they start they put on like a sale so that they could get people to come in and start like really trying it out. They're like, "We've got poo flavor, poo flavor, guys." They had flyers and all kinds of shit, and they've got. These fucking the look on these people's faces are like, what the fuck? They're like, what'd you get? He's like, I got bubble gum and poo, and <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Oh man, I think... how's your how's your shit taste? It tastes like shit. <laughs> um, honestly, one of my favorite episodes though was um he does like a tax rebate episode, not uh, a gas rebate episode, which is basically like 
you only have to pay like this amount of money for gas and then you get like a huge rebate like a crazy fucking huge rebate like basically the gas station wants to figure out a way to make more money but but give less gas which obviously there's no way to do that so nathan comes in and he's like well we'll we'll give them this rebate so basically they have to go through this crazy long process to get the rebate back to earn this amount of money that they want back and none of nobody's crazy enough to do this and it turns out that there are plenty of people crazy enough so he sends them like they all have to basically go on a mission like these fucking random people who just want this money from this rebate because of the whole gas thing they wind up going into the mountains in the desert in the middle of their fucking day he's just like so if everybody's ready to go right now we have to go right now and they're like oh yeah we're ready like apparently none of these fucking people have anything to do in their lives <laughs> uh, where does he film this at is it in Cali I think it's in California but he might also like just go around the country I'm not sure but um yeah they go into the fucking like desert mountains and all kinds of shit and then he winds up telling them okay now you've got to stay here overnight so then they like camp in the fucking mountains and, and a couple of people wind up leaving they're like fuck it it's not worth it like blah 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 they're there for like two days. <laughs> Everyone has like an existential crisis and they all start like discussing the like finality of the universe and shit. And it's just the most ridiculous show. And at the end, he reveals to them that <laughs> it was all bullshit and there was no fucking rebate. And everyone's like so buddy uh, buddy with each other because of like how much they've bonded that they didn't even care. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking, that's priceless. It's honestly the greatest show of all time. Like, seriously, he did, like, a, a pizza episode where if you get the, if you don't, it's, like, uh, I think it was, like, five minutes or you get a free extra pizza. And the, the pizza guy was, like, that's not even fucking possible. There's no way we can do that. Like, it's a great deal, but it's not possible. <laughs> So he goes, yes, but the pizza will only be an inch big. Yes, I did see that episode as well. So it's like <laughs> it's literally like a bunch of little pizza. It's like the, the size of the palm of your hand. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's been more than five minutes. Where's my free pizza? And then they hand them a tiny little box. <laughs> People got pissed. <laughs> People I got so pissed. It. I love it so much. It's so funny because in the it says it in the fine print of you know it doesn't say a size or anything like that. So <laughs> he always comes up with these fucking loopholes. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Uh, definitely guys check out nathan for you uh you can watch the whole series on hulu if you want it's fucking incredible like it's so worth your time it's such a watchable show it's incredibly bingeable just drop in on any fucking episode there are like obviously like great ones but just drop in on anyone and you're gonna see what i'm talking about it's an amazing show and this guy is so stone-faced he never laughs or anything he'll present Dude, that's the scariest part yeah and he just can he can do it without breaking and that's what's crazy about it. I, I he did one and he did an episode where uh, a, a child had an earpiece in his ear and he went in for a job interview and he only repeated what the child said to him in his ear. Like that's it during an actual job interview and the job interview was not fake. He went into a real job with no qualifications and he only repeated back to the person interviewing him what the child was saying to him. I'm about to watch that. I'm and sure. <laughs> 
it's literally the fucking most crazy thing, dude. It's insane. It was like a six-year-old kid. Like, they barely were fucking, like, comprehensive with the language they were using. But anyways, that's my that's my show. So for my comedy movie, I'm going to have to go with uh, Young Frankenstein. Ever seen it? Oh, that's a oh you you pulling the oldies? Well, I mean it's kind of it's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty old. It's like seventies or something. Yeah, I've seen it once. Oh man, oh, when I was like God. really young. I fucking love this movie. This is one of my favorite fucking movies. I would definitely say it's my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Mm, Spaceballs, bro. Maybe, maybe. Ah. It's hard to say. Maybe my second favorite Mel Brooks movie. It's yeah. There's there's Spaceballs and then there's Blazing Saddles too. Oh, that's fucking dude. That's yeah. I think Blazing Saddles might be. It's hard to say. Uh, he's he's got so man. many good ones. It's really hard to fucking decide. I was never really a big fan of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Nah. I didn't like that. I mean, it was okay. Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein. If you want the Mel Brooks trifecta, that's, I think that right there, like, will give you, like, a perfect representation of him as a director. But anyways, Young Frankenstein is sort of a parody sequel to the, like, old, like, Frankenstein movies of, like, you know, I, I don't even know what era those shits are fucking from. Maybe the the twenties, if I had to guess. I don't even. I honestly, I I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm gonna but, tell you yes. <laughs> but basically, the idea is that um, Gene Wilder, who famously portrayed uh, Willy Wonka in the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movies, uh, movie, um, he plays the descendant of Doctor Frankenstein, or as it's referred to in the movie Frankenstein. And he basically is, he is uh, tasked with traveling back to, I don't know, is, it might be Transylvania or wherever the fuck it is, Bulgaria, some shit like that, to because his uncle or grandfather has died and they've left the, the estate to him. And then upon his arrival, he's sort of like overcome with this, his familial destiny, like the idea that like, his family is destined to create the Frankenstein monster. It's like it runs in their blood and he can't escape it. And the whole movie is a fucking comedy. The whole thing is this parody, satire. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's insane. It's all in black and white and the performances are hilarious. The, 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 like the physical comedy, it still fucking holds up to this day. Some people might see it and find it a little, you know, old fashioned looking, but I think that really adds to the charm of it. What do you think? I'll say, yeah, no, the, the whole black and white thing, I think that's just an extra layer. Yeah. You know, it just like it had to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely adds to it for sure. Like, I, one of my, <laughs> one, I think one of the best jokes right at the beginning of the, uh, it's like like pretty close to the beginning of the movie is um when he gets on the train to travel i think from new york city and like it goes new york and then every every time it gets to a new like place they'll they'll announce it like the boy is like we're in we're in new york he'll like yell out or whatever and then like we're in chicago shit like that you know and he'll he takes the train from new york and is traveling and then all of a sudden he's like transylvania and you're like, so he took a 
they took a train from New York to Transylvania. It's very subtle with its its comedy. It's clever. It's got like this incredible wit to it, and it's so fucking good. Well, that's just the way Brooks did it, though. Oh yeah, like every all, all his jokes are just like so fucking like. If you're not paying attention, then you're not you're not giving the movie a fair chance. Like that's that's the that's the um, basically how you have to look at his films. Like you know what I mean? You have to really be sitting there and wanting to be entertained by something and really want to engage with it. Otherwise, you're not getting the full experience. And that's I feel like that's what's a shame to me about whenever I recommend someone watching something like a Mel Brooks movie. I feel like I have to sit there with them and like get the fucking babysit them. And whenever a joke comes on, I have to like pause and be like, "Did did you get it? Did you get that one?" <laughs> so yeah, that's that's definitely mine. And uh, we've got the incredible Gene Wilder playing uh, Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Peter Boyle playing uh, the the Heinz <laughs> monster, and a lot of you might know Peter Boyle as playing the uh, the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. So um yeah, those are my comedies. You want to move on to you talking about Ray Romano? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that dad. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we can go with uh, dramas next, right? Yep. All right. So like I like I was kind of saying at the beginning of this, I wanted to pick movies and shows that I thought people didn't watch. Obviously, I fucked up on the other guys. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> But these <laughs> these these two, I definitely feel like a lot of people have not watched it, and I feel like you definitely probably have not watched them. Um, so for my TV show, I chose uh, Ascension. Um, have you ever watched that one? Ascension. Why does that sound so familiar? I I honestly I can't say that I have. So no, go ahead and go ahead and sell me on this. All right, let me sell you on this. All right, so it starts off, and it's almost like set. It seems like it's set like in the sixties, seventies, like era time, uh, maybe a little earlier. And you know, it's just you know normal setting and all that. And then all of a sudden, you realize that all these people are in space. And the first thing that happens is there's a murder. That's like the first scene. It shows someone get like someone's dead. And so it kind of breaks into the story that these people <clears throat> what, uh, were the like the last survivors from Earth, and they you know went up into space, and they've been in space for like thirty years, and this is the first murder in thirty years. And so like it's never happened before, so like they're freaking out about it, trying to figure out Man, all this. So familiar. Who's in it? <sighs> I don't think there's really anyone. Like nobody notable. Yeah, not that I could remember. That's interesting. And I I haven't seen this show in a while. But the thing that really got me, like that, like made me really like it, is there's a really crazy twist at the very end. There's only one season, and there's a twist at the end, and I'm so pissed because they never continued with it. But I feel like they could have really expanded on this this twist that happened at the end of the season, and you really. Like, I kind of saw it coming, but that's just because I'm always smoking and thinking like an idiot all the time. But most people probably wouldn't see this this twist coming. And it's like, it just hits you. You're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? And 
there's no season two. That's the only thing that sucks about this show. Is there's no no continuation. It just like leaves you on a fucking, you know, leaves you with blue balls. Hmm. I, d- I definitely want to check that out now. That sounds like really interesting. It sounds super familiar, but I can't, I can't place if I've, if maybe I've just heard about it and like always wanted to check it out and I just never did. That might be the case, but no, I definitely want to check it out for sure. No, it was, it was good from what I was, like I said, I watched it a few years back, so I'm not even for sure what, you know, platform you could even look for it on. It was on Netflix when I watched it, but it's not on there anymore. So I'm not for sure where it's at. <laughs> it just disappeared. Okay, yeah, for sure. Next. Next, my fucking TV or uh, my movie. So this one, I'm like, I'm 99.9% sure you never even heard of. Nice. So it's called Toy Soldier. And it's no, not small soldier with the toys. This is a different <laughs> one. Toy soldier. It's okay. got um, uh, the, the actor that plays Rudy. What's his name? Sean. Uh, or Aston. Is his name Sean Aston or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from, uh, from Lord of the Rings. and and. Yeah, yeah. Frodo's homie. Yeah, boy. Sam. <laughs> but this, this is like an older movie. It's like in the 80s. So it's like. Before, I'm pretty sure it's before Rudy, um, definitely before, you know, Lord of the Rings. This is like a young Sean Astin or whatever the fuck his name is. And um, there's a couple other actors in there. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember who who else is in it, but he's like the main character. What's it about? So essentially, it's all these, they're teenagers, like maybe 18 and and younger. Mm. And they're all this like military and uh, the main character, he's always, you know, doesn't listen to authority. He's an asshole. He just does what he wants and is always fucking around. And so it turns out <clears throat> one of the uh, the kids that goes to the military school, his dad is involved with some, like, rival, like, terrorist group. So they go to the school to, like, try to kidnap him and shit. And they, like, hold the, the school down for hostage. And it's fucking nuts, dude. Like, it's these terrorists that are, like, locking down this whole military school. And, you know, eventually... the Oh, shit. That was crazy. You okay? Uh, yeah, no, the audio fucking cut in and out real. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, uh, the terrorists take over this military school. And eventually, you know, they eventually get out. One of the guys get out, which is the main character... He gets, you know, to the police and they try to, you know, figure some shit out. But the whole time it's just imagine I'm trying to it's I don't want to give it away because it's it's such a good movie. I just I feel like you just need to watch it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, don't give too much away. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to give too much away. But it's kind of like, uh, did you ever watch the original Red Dawn? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's almost got like that vibe. But instead of them being like out, you know, like in the forest and then going in. They're stuck in the town. Okay. What's it called? But the town, it's called uh, Toy Soldier. All right. I got you. So I, th- I think you'll like that one, honestly. All right. Sounds good. Toy Soldier. All right. I've got mine now. Uh, it's funny because I actually changed my movie last minute. <laughs> Dude, I changed so many on my list. Like... So many times. I just I decided to change my drama movie last minute because I was like, yeah, I feel like too many people have seen this. 
What did you originally have? What I what? Okay, so for my original for the movie, I'm gonna talk about the TV show first. So when I get to the movie, I'll uh, I'll tell you what my original one was. Okay, and then I'll tell you how I switched it up. But um, for for the TV show, I've got the show Everything Sucks. Hmm. I've, you... I've never heard of that one. Okay. So everything sucks was a um a Netflix original TV show that came out maybe like a year or two ago, something like that. I don't want to say exactly, but it had this uh it takes place in the 90s and it's kind of like a coming of age think like freaks and geeks okay you remember like that old show with uh oh, yeah. with seth rogan seth... yeah, yeah. go fucking yeah. everyone yeah like that gave them their start it's very 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 reminiscent of that it's like how freaks and geeks kind of takes place in like the mid 80s and this kind of takes place in like the early to mid 90s you know okay and so it's it's literally got like almost that exact same vibe. Like it really feel like I bet if you ask them, they'd probably tell you it was heavily inspired by it. And I imagine that this show will one day gather the kind of cult following that Freaks and Geeks eventually follow, found. You know, mm-hmm. and because it it was uh what's it called critically it was like really well received. It was and it was so deserving of that. It was so fucking good. It's just, like, the main character is this young kid who's kind of obsessed with, like, film and, like, pop culture and stuff like that because his dad left and his dad was, like, a sort of, like, home movie filmmaker kind of guy. And all he has left to kind of uh, relate to his father (laughs) that he doesn't know is by watching the home movies that he made, you know what I mean? So it kind of builds this sort of obsessive nature in him that he like sort of falls in love with like music videos and making television and and TV shows and movies and all of these things. And like the adventure of him and his friends actually deciding to make their own show. And he's the director and the writer and, and he forms these relationships with all these other kids and everybody's got their own issues and it's just done so well. And it doesn't feel like it's pandering to anybody, but it feels like it really respects like everyone's different views. How many seasons were there? There's one season. It's really fucking good. It's easily it, it's real easy to watch. I think it's like 12 episodes. Each one is probably like 45 minutes long, something like that. And you know, there's like he falls in love with a, a character that it turns out is uh she's gay and like she has to struggle with the fact that she's gay and it's a it's just it's a struggle for him to like know that he's in love with her, but like <laughs> And it's this whole thing. And the kids are like appropriately aged. Like they hired actors that are like around the age and they, or at the very least don't look like they're fucking 30 year olds playing like 16 year olds. I fucking love when they do that. Shit. It's like, this is my, my second oldest son, Timmy. He's uh 14. And he looks like he's like 35. You can see he's like five yeah, o'clock exactly. shadow. There's it like, it reminds me of this show that Benexi wanted me to watch that I thought was kind of generic, honestly, which was, uh, uh, never have I ever it's this new show by um, the girl who played Kelly on The Office and I think it's kind of okay but it's mostly generic and uh, one of the characters is like supposed to be this dreamboat fucking hot guy and he's he literally looks like he's fucking 36 like he's almost 40 like you can see the wrinkles on his face and the fucking like where he has to shave his goddamn gray beard every day like 
He looks old as shit, and it's ridiculous. He's playing like a seventeen-year-old like dreamboat <laughs> high schooler. It's insane. And I said that to her, and she was like, "It's funny that you say that because I looked it up, and he's like thirty-two. I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. He looks like a grandfather." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, my grandpa and him go to the same bingo uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. This fucking show, it 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 perfectly balances drama and comedy in the same way that I think Freaks and Geeks like really nailed. And I think it really makes you feel for all of the characters, even some of the ones that have done like not great things, like the same way it did with like James Franco and Seth Rogen's character. Like Seth Rogen was a huge prick in Freaks and Geeks, but towards the end of it, you kind of feel for him because he like shows sides to himself that you didn't see at first, you know? Right, right. And it does that a lot with this show. And I is there any um, actors in it that that are like kind of like known, or is it just a bunch of unknown people? It's mostly like small scale, but like the talent is ridiculous. There's not a bad like uh, there's not a bad cast in it. You know what I mean? Like all of the kids are so fucking talented. You would believe that they they're like seasoned actors for like 20 or 30 years. Like they sell their performances so well. That's when they good. Cry, when they feel like emotions, when they're joking around, like you genuinely feel like you're watching kids like play and have fun or like really going through tough fucking situations and it's super upsetting that it it got canceled before it could get a second season because nobody watched it and it was a hugely it critically it did so fucking well it did really well people responded critics responded really well to it and it definitely deserved the praise it got but it was a netflix original you said yeah, yeah, audiences were not having it. So definitely go check out Everything Sucks, guys. It's really good. And, um, yeah, you might see some of the other actors in there doing different things now. I know I've seen one of them. We would hope so. Video show, um, Euphoria. She's really good in that, one of the, one of the characters from the show. So, um, yeah, definitely go check that out. Now for my movie. So originally what I had put on for my movie was, um, was Arrival. Have you ever seen Arrival? Oh, that's the one with uh, that one Howard chick, right? No, no, not Howard. Uh... Howard? No, no, I'll think of the wrong. Uh, the okay, wrong... So, so I, I've Arrival, seen it, but yeah. Arrival stars uh, Amy Adams. Adams, that's who it was. Jeremy Renner. It's like a alien contact movie. Like it's a, I really, I really, 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 really thoroughly enjoy that movie. I think it has like yeah, Hawkeye was really good. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a lot. It's got really interesting concepts, and it's all presented in such a masterful way. And I don't want to discourage people from seeing that. But with that being said, I feel like more people have probably seen that movie than the movie that I want to recommend. So I'm going to switch it up. Although I would normally recommend Arrival because I think it's presented in such an incredible way. I'm going to switch it up with this movie because I think this before, is such before a you do that real quick. Have you seen Encounter with, uh, I think it's, what's a, it's an older one. It has uh, Helen Hunt, I think. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. Okay. Go go ahead, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to, had to say that. No, you- you're fun. Um, so the movie that I'm going to recommend is the movie Sunshine. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Now, definitely check out Sunshine. So, okay. Sunshine was, I want to say maybe like mid-2000s, somewhere around there. I know it was definitely before 2010. 
I can't tell you exactly what it is without like looking it up and shit. But um, it's a fucking really good movie. When I took notes on these, I didn't. I I only took notes on the stuff that I really needed to remember. I didn't bother like putting like. It was made this year. It made this much money. You know. Right, like right, that. right. Oh uh, seven. It's uh, what's it called? It's basically a sort of the near future. Uh, the sun is going out, which would basically mean the end of humanity, essentially. So they have to send a team of scientists to go uh, set off a nuclear bomb on the sun's surface to restart the sun, essentially, so that humanity can be saved. It's one of those fucking movies that, 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 that comes along once in a while that really is just the stakes don't need to be higher than what they are. There, there are no higher stakes than uh, that than humanity's very existence being threatened. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to have. Oh, the 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 captain is secretly a rapist, and he's gonna like kill everybody, and he wants to rape the main character, who's like this hot chick or something. Like, like it's it's no nonsense or anything like that. It's literally this super intense, fucking dramatic, like. Are we gonna save the world or not? You know what I mean, right? And it's got an all-star fucking cast there, and it, it's a bunch of people from before they were fucking famous. Oh, Chris Evans. Oh, you're looking it up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because it sounded familiar, but I no, I haven't seen this one, but it sounded familiar. So I was like, let me check it real quick. Yeah, Chris Evans, Killian Murphy. Um, I would say Killian Murphy plays. Yeah, the, definitely the main character. Um, Rose Byrne, fucking uh, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Benedict Wong. Like, yeah. May or may not know who Benedict Wong is, but yeah, definitely. But anyways, that's you know, that's funny that Chris Evans and Wong played in this one, and then ended up working yeah, right. together. And uh, <laughs> what call it? So, it's uh, it's directed by Danny Boyle, who's the same director as Train Spotting, Twenty Eight Days Later um 127 hours and so it is just done so fucking well i mean they really emphasize the fact that like it's 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 all about the drama of the situation at hand and if they don't need to add like some type of uh outside influence or something like that to it and all the character decisions, you know, when you watch a movie and you just go, that's so fucking stupid. No one would do that. You don't have to worry about that in this movie. Everything feels so smart because it is. Characters take their mistakes personally because they make the mistakes. You know, I'm going to have to check this one out because that looks really good. It's, it's a fucking incredible movie. You'll love the soundtrack is amazing. There was there's there's a song that was made specifically for this movie that has since been used in so many fucking like shows, movies, trailers that it's fucking a little obnoxious at this point, to be honest. But it's because it's such a good fucking song. And you'll watch this and you go, oh, man, this movie's so funny. a baby got back. Yeah, it does take a turn at maybe a little more than the halfway point in the movie. And that's where people kind of started to fall off of it because it kind of moves a little bit more into absurdity with some type of reveal that happens that I don't want to get too heavy into. But I think ultimately, overall, 
the the main focus of it i think it doesn't lose its its itself to that thing although people might criticize it for it it definitely doesn't lose itself to that and i will say for those of you who are like well what is the what about the the person who wrote the screenplay what have they done so the person who wrote the screenplay wrote the same screenplay i don't think anyone's asking that ex machina and annihilation which i think are two incredible movies they were both not not to say that they're both perfect but they both are really fucking good like real what they are doing they're doing it so fucking well it's incredible so if you have any inclination if you've seen any of those other movies any of the movies that the director directed or any of the movies that the screenwriter had written then you're definitely going to want to check this one out it's uh, you know earlier in both of their careers but it really showcases how good they were even then and how much of a shame it was that this movie was basically forgotten about because people just basically didn't go and see it. You know what I mean? It was during a time when none of those people were big names in Hollywood, too. Like, Chris Evans was a fucking nobody in 2000 and whatever. Seven. Okay, 2007. It's got a good rating, though. I mean, it's got a seven point. It does, yeah. Cr- critically, critically, it was fucking like... Oh, it's and it's no- rated R. I like, I like that. Oh, yeah. No, it's super real. Like, you're never going to watch it and be like, oh, this feels like bullshit. Like, you can watch it over and over again and notice a bunch of small fucking details, like, over and over again. You go, oh, that's why the character did that. If you're ever thinking, like, that doesn't make sense, watch it two or three times, and then you go, oh, now I get why he made that decision. I totally get it. Like, it's it's just one of those fucking films that hits the mark so perfectly. But um, I'm going to have to check that yeah. out then. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend it. So go ahead and watch Sunshine, guys. It's a really great fucking film. Trust me on this one. Um, do you want to do any more? Because we do have our other category, and we've also got a shit category. So yes. the other category was uh, for for uh, films and TV shows that we didn't feel necessarily fell too far within drama or category or too outside of it. It's somewhere in between, so we didn't want to categorize it specifically into one or the other and then the shit category is for film and tv shows that we think are just total garbage and so for my other my tv show i mean it, i know it's definitely it's a comedy but there's there's a lot of like real shit that happens into it and like you're watching it you're laughing the whole time and then all of a sudden you're like holy shit this is like it like hits you like in a weird real way so that's why okay. i kind of put it as the other um, th- right. this this show you've seen for sure. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have um, as well. But this is like just one I just I fell in love with, and I just had to like just say something about it. <laughs> um, which is Dave. And I know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you and I have talked about this several times. All you know, just on the phone of just just how good this this show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And so I just I just really just couldn't leave it off this list because. Um, this is something I've watched recently and it's just one of the, like, I've watched a lot of, like a lot of TV shows and as far as like comedy goes, it's really like up there with some of the greats, but it, like I said, yeah. it also has these moments where you're just like, holy shit. Like it just makes you like, just, it just feels so real. It, it reminds me of, um, do you remember, uh, Donald Glover's show Atlanta? Yes. It reminds me of that in the sense that, like, it feels like someone with a really interesting and unique perspective has something to say, 
and they also have the talent to say it in a, in a unique way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it gives me that vibe. And like, also of course, because they're both from FX, like I'm sure there was a lot of cross between, you know, whatever teams worked on either show, you know, either or, but it definitely gives me, it's more comedic of course, than I think Atlanta was not to say that it wasn't Atlanta wasn't a comedy or anything like that, but I think it leans heavier on the comedy. I think. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Dave definitely does lean heavier on the comedy. But it, and... It's got some seriously like deep and heavy moments though, for sure. Like, some of the displays of acting ability on that fucking show on Dave. Holy shit. Well, and that's the thing that actually made me fall in love with it even more is after doing a little bit more research and just kind of just like looking into the show, like all those, like, um, like if you, if you watch the show, you know who the character Gator Gata is. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, Dave's hype man. So yeah. in real life, that's Dave's hype man. Yeah. Yeah. So like the fact that, you know he he does there's a, there's an episode where his acting is just so believable you're just like you just want to cr- like cry like holy shit like damn yeah I, oh i fucking cried in that episode dude I it was honestly, nuts i really believe i thought like in that time i was just like wow this this actor whoever he is is phenomenal and then you find out he's he's his he's his hype man in real life I was just like, holy shit, dude. And the, the crazier thing is, too, like, before that episode, it just kind of sets, like, he, he as a character, doesn't really have too much. I mean, he, he's got some, you know, depth to him, but not a lot. Yeah, they they yeah. don't highlight his, you know, him as much as, you know, he's kind of like more of, like, the side character or one of the side characters. And so when you fully get to, like, you know, see him and just see, like, you know him just do the things he does it's like holy shit he's like it's just crazy and then, like i said i looked into it a little bit more and he's not like i was like this guy's got to be like a seasoned actor what uh, what other movies he's been in nope mm-hmm. this is fucking little dicky's hype man in real life yeah no seriously dude like it was honestly there there's so much about that show that i could we could both go in depth about like just what, one thing I will say, like when I when I talked about um that show that Benexi had brought up to me to watch, um Never Have I Ever, it's this Netflix original show that um like I was telling you the the girl who plays Kelly on The Office, has, I, I guess she she she's the writer of it or the creator of it or whatever. It feels like somewhat. It, it when I watched the first episode, my initial thought was it reminded me of Dave in the fact that. It was someone who had a unique thing to say, but where it differed is that I don't think they had the um, the ability to tell it in a unique way because it came across as super generic and the writing felt uh, really out of place. It felt really complacent and like something that was written like 15, 20 years ago. It just, it just, it just didn't feel modern like to right now. Like whenever I hear um high school students making references about like the 80s or something like that i always just go that's that doesn't like what what <laughs> that's so fucking weird like why would you even do that uh, like somebody some some kid like made a joke in the first episode because the main character like was in a wheelchair because she lost the ability to use her legs because of stress from her dad's death and someone <laughs> is, is that a thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, what, what? What the fuck is it called? I, I remember this acting. 
it's a I think it's a psychosomatic. So like when you're like some type of uh, trauma can cause you to lose. Oh your yeah, yeah, okay. Or like you know stress or whatever, you can like you can lose the ability to use your legs, your arms to taste, to see. You can lose the ability to see. It's just um yeah, but um somebody called her. What the fuck did they call her? I'm trying to remember. It's that fucking president who was uh, notoriously in the wheelchair, but like he he would pretend like he wasn't in a wheelchair. I forget what. He oh, was Roosevelt. No, no. I I know that. I, oh I no, I know. Um. Oh, what the fuck was his name? Anyways, it's not important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, I was just like, what fucking high schooler would even know that? Because they don't. I, I didn't. They didn't teach me that in high school. I learned that outside of high school, like watching things like documentaries and shit about like the presidents and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know anything about the presidents except for like the like main like ten that you always hear about every year. You know. So it just kept being references like. Oh, it was like, Roosevelt. Was it okay? <laughs> yeah, but it was just really fucking. It was really fucking stupid. Like it just felt so out of place. It didn't. It felt so. Mm, I don't want to say disingenuous because it felt like she had something to say, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like she had the talent to say it. Maybe. Well, and then also, I think with the thing that with Dave that I love so much is I feel like he didn't really compromise what he wanted to do. Right. So yeah. I and think that was kind of an essence of the show, too, is that like his his character being that he is uh, Dave is all about the the, you know, the real life person, Dave Bird, who play is the act the uh, the rapper Lil Dicky in real life. Wait, I thought they were brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then basically like how he didn't want to compromise ever in the whole show like when it came to his artistic integrity about his music, you know? Because he ha- he understood that he had the capability to be the biggest like name in the rap game as long as he was himself, you know? But like throughout the whole show, he's always trying to figure out who his authentic self is because uh, he has like a sort of anxiety about that. He doesn't know like how much of him how much of Lil Dicky is like supposed to be like this fucking like gangster ass fucking rapper, or is it really just himself portraying a rapper, or is it more of a parody? Is it satirical? It, and, and it's kind of all of those things all at once. And it's it just comes off to be really interesting because you can tell that this show is an amalgamation of all of the things he's had to struggle with, although sometimes being exaggerated. It, it comes from a genuine place. And oh, and then you could definitely see that. With, with, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I liked it so much is it's, it seems so real, but it's like, so just exact, like you said, exaggerated, but it's like, you could see that happening. Yeah. And no, then sure. the okay. fact that he was able to like, mo- like most artists that are rappers do not want to portray a lot or even like do the things that he's just done in this show. Like, I think, what was that, episode three or four was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And the fact, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he put that in a TV show that's going to be forever seen, just it, yeah. is, it just makes me laugh even harder. Yeah. So, guys, go check out Dave. That's definitely a great show to fucking watch. It's It just finished its first season. It's uh, up and ready to watch on Hulu. 
So definitely go and check that out. Support uh, Little Dicky's uh, new show. It's really, really, really great. Um, what was your movie? So my movie was, and this is one that I've recommended to both you and Ginger, and I don't think either one of you watched it yet, but Predestination. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit on one of the podcast episodes. All right, I definitely want to check it out. Okay. No, it's really good. I think this one, like, either Toy... I don't know. You might like Ascension, but I think it's probably going to be between Predestination and Toy Soldier if you watch both of those. I'll definitely check them both out just because I've definitely... I've wanted to see Predestination for a long time now, and Toy Soldier sounds familiar to me so i feel like i've I, i'm sorry not toy soldier uh, what was it ascension yeah. ascension yeah yeah ascension sounds really familiar like i feel like i've seen it somewhere and i might have either seen something about it or you know what i mean but i'm definitely going to check them both out because we've talked about predestination it's that ethan hawk movie where it's like a sort of time space conundrum yeah and, and with this one i, I wouldn't really want to give too much information about it because it's no, just no, no. I, I, honestly i don't want to talk about it because it's 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 something you have to watch exactly know? i so, already know to where i just want to go like yeah let me just watch the movie so yeah so that's a recommendation that i'm telling you definitely watch it and then whoever's listening watch it as well especially if you're into you know sci-fi like movies mind but all mind yeah that yeah fuck yeah, your yeah. mind <laughs> Yeah, because this is exactly like, and it's so underrated because I've never like my brother is the one that told me about it, he, and he like made me like he badgered me for like two weeks. He's like, dude, have you seen this movie? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it later. I'm gonna watch it later. He's like, no, stop what you're doing, watch this fucking movie. So I was like, finally, I did it, and I was like, holy shit, I had to watch it two times in a row. <laughs> All right, guys, so go ahead and watch uh, Predestination when you get a chance. All right, so. For mine, for mine, first thing I want to do, I'm actually going to switch it up. I want to do my movie first. Um, so for my movie, I have a movie called John Dies at the End. You ever seen it? Yep. Oh, you have? I have. Oh, wow. I'm surprised, dude. Every time I talk to people about this movie, they've never seen it. I watched it with uh, with an ex when it first came out, like on... I think we wa- I think we rented it from like the Red Box or some shit. Like, or no, or maybe we had it. I, I think we watched it. We we definitely watched it on a laptop. <laughs> well, so uh, if you don't know, it's actually a book. Um, and it's actually well, there's actually two books. So the first book is John Dies at the End, and the second book is This Book Is Full of Spiders. And I have both books because I fell in love with the movie so much that I I looked into it so much that I found out it was a book series and then Benexi wound up buying me the books and they're fucking amazing like just I might have to movie. borrow those from you oh yeah you you definitely want to they're fucking incredible um but you, you you've seen the movie I mean what what's a shame I think the biggest shame about the movie is that as it it didn't get like a super huge theatrical release it also didn't have like a crazy huge theatrical budget or anything like that but when you watch it and you can see how (laughs) how fucking a lot of it is really cheap and like not great looking that goes to show you how amazing the story is that it it's that good 
despite how fucking crappy some of the stuff in it might be because the budget was so low. And it, it it got the attention of Paul Giamatti to play one of the characters in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's the reporter guy at the uh, at the diner with the main character when he's recounting the whole story of the the movie to him. That that Paul Giamatti is that fucking guy, and it's just a crazy mind fuck, like insane. Like I'll just it, basically the book opens the same way the movie does, which is. It's it's asking a hypothetical question to the audience, essentially. So it asks you, uh, imagine, imagine your the idea is like you're you're chopping uh, a head off. It's like super descriptive and interesting, and the way that it's presented in the books and the movies is much better than I'm going to do justice to it. But just bear with me, guys. So you're chopping off something, and then it's slowly revealed to you that you're chopping off a head, and then the the axe that you're using uh the the head of the axe breaks so then you go to the axe store and you have to replace it and you have to explain to the guy that you broke it and you've got barbecue sauce all over the thing and your hand slipped it's like a whole lie whatever because you chop somebody's head off and they hand you a new axe head you replace it then you uh you're using the axe again sometime later and the handle breaks then you have to go back to the store and explain why the handle broke blah 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 you replace the handle so then the zombie that you killed uh, at the beginning of the, 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 the scenario when you were chopping the head off returns with his head sewn back on, busts open the door and goes, that's the axe that slayed me. And then the guy goes, is he right? And it was this long winded fucking discussion about this crazy ass scenario just to ask you the question of, is that the same axe that cut his head off? Because the idea being that You've replaced both the components that made up the original axe. You replace the head, change it to a different head, and now you've replaced the handle. Is it still the same axe that killed him? And the whole fucking book and movie is a crazy mindfuck of supernatural proportions that's hilarious and intense and crazily well written both the book and the movie and if it honestly if it would have gotten a really big theatrical release i would see that movie being huge just massive you know what i mean no it was definitely a really good movie um i have like i said i've watched it the one time but i do remember it was it was pretty good i want to i want to read those books though because especially since there's oh, two of them it's so good yeah, yeah. It's so fun. and the, the the author of the books named the the main character after himself noise so it's it's basically like the 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 books are supposed to be like a recounting of the events that actually happened so it's sort of like they're kind of fourth wall breaking like they know someone is reading them and they kind of tell you like don't read these books like there's a whole bunch of crazy shit going on in this fucking world and like you don't want to know any of this shit and it's so fucking great like if you've ever seen the movie, definitely go check it out again. There's so much good shit in there to really like, uh, in, entice you into it. And then if you ever get the chance to definitely read the books, it's John dies at the end. And this book is full of spiders by David Wong. Those are the books. And then the fir- the movie is John dies at the end. It used to be on Netflix. I don't think it's on there anymore. 
So it might be kind of hard to find, but if you ever get the chance to watch it, definitely check it out and definitely, definitely read the books. The reason why I wanted to recommend it is because I love the movie so much and it's also a book series. For, for So for people who are looking for something to watch and read, read the books, watch the movie. You know what well, I mean? Why don't you just watch the movie with subtitles? Yeah, that's that's always a good thing. Or you can have someone just recount it to you in a different language. Oh, fancy. But, um, yeah, uh, do you want me to do my TV show? Because we've only got, like, four minutes, maybe, so we're going to end this. I would say, yeah, if we – I don't want to cut you short. No, let's let's just end it here. Let's, okay. Let's, uh, let's call it uh, an episode. So thanks for listening, guys. This was our recommendation episode, and it, it went fairly well. It went really well. We I think we got a lot of good recommendations out there, and hopefully you guys listen back to them and – Give us your feedback on which ones you really enjoyed, which ones you hated. You know, Julian's, I'm sure you're not going to like any of his recommendations. No, they're fucking terrible. I've written them down. I feel like I've wasted the paper I wrote them on. So I wouldn't blame you guys if you want to send all your hate mail towards him and just tell me how amazing my recommendations are. I can already see the, the comments right now. Just like telling me. Real, real quick, who, who was that wrestler you were shitting on earlier? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna DM him your address. He's gonna come down there and just beat the fuck out of you. You're gonna send CM Punk to to beat me up. You're gonna have to clone him like 20 times. Is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who this guy is. I'm, <laughs> you don't know who CM Punk is? Nah. Oh fuck! He he's that guy. He um. He's that guy. You know the face, the nose, the lives- face. He left wrestling. He was a pro wrestler a couple of years ago, and he left and joined the UFC. And um, I think he lost every single match he ever did for, like, <laughs> the whole time he's been in the UFC. I think Dana White officially, his last match, uh, Dana White officially said that he's never going to fight again. Like, he was, he was, he's just been pissed off because he got signed, and he didn't fight for two years. He was just training, I think, for two years. And then every fight that he had ever fought in the UFC, he lost brutally, like poor, like badly. He lost really bad. Like it, it, it wasn't just like, um, kind of getting slapped around. He like really got fucked up every single match. Yeah. Well, and this it, guy's going to fuck you up. Yeah. That that's the guy that's going to fuck me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to DM him right after this podcast. And yeah, maybe he's... I'll, maybe I'll wind up with some type of psychosomatic, uh, fucking thing where I can't use my legs. Maybe then he'll have like a 50, 50 chance. Then. Hey, it looks he like the, to... the odds are in his favor. I'll fucking choke him out. <laughs> yeah, you just beat the fuck out of him. And just... <laughs> or he tries to break my legs and I just can't feel anything. <laughs> you just, yeah. Geez. For like two years straight, all he's been working on is kicks to the legs. He's just stomping on your legs. You're like, I feel nothing. He comes across a guy in a wheelchair and he's fucked. But all right, guys, this has been a great episode. We hope you really enjoyed the recommendations. Uh, We really enjoyed giving them. And we're going to definitely go check out each other's recommendations just to, you know, shit on each other for having terrible taste. But thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on another episode of the Cleaning Out My Closet podcast. Kiss your dad, Force.